3: Listen up, rugby fans across North America. You are listening to the Rugby Rat Podcast Show with your hosts, Ty Braga, Scott Barrara, and Rob Hammerschmidt. We tackle the tough topics on your behalf as the fan and share all the latest news, player interviews, and more when it comes to Major League Rugby, USA Eagles, and Rugby Canada. Rugby Rat Podcast Show. Growing rugby, one fan at a time. Adventure. David Busby, he's being given chase, but Busby will get there. It's the Royals' third try. There's as much pace as there well, is Well, rugby fans, once again, this is Ty Braga, your host of the Rugby Rant Podcast show. Continuing the theme ending out the year, we'd look back at some of the great episodes of past in twenty twenty, and for me, one of those that certainly stood out was the battle between Rob Scott and Rick Collins as they debated the World tends Flash in the Pan or considered a success. But in particular, it got pretty heated when they started talking about specialist kickers and whether their place in rugby is justified and whether they deserve their spot, whether it's good for the game. so. Let's the Sparks fly. So I wanted to be able to talk and give it a little bit of context for our viewers who are watching the rugby round here and might not necessarily know where 10s came from and they think that this might be the first iteration of it. It isn't really. You know, 10s has existed as far back as 1967. was originally created in Malaysia where teams who are of smaller stature could have an ability to compete with the larger framed teams and the more established rugby nations like New Zealand, like South Africa, and of course the UK and Europe in general. So it always was designed to be a game that had that healthy mix between speed and agility and the skill set of sevens, but yet still some of the physicality that we enjoy from from the R 15s game. So it, it it seems like 10s in this version has embraced all of those original values. But what they have embraced is innovation as well with their rule changes. So let's go ahead and talk about some of those. Uh, and let's hand it back to to Scott because he was talking about some of the heavies and how they're able to feature. Let's see how that plays a factor in the new variation of the game.
0: Well, I mean, they have the on-the-fly change rule. And and you saw teams that looked like, I want to say, Miami kind of had an A squad and a B squad. And would throw, it in, in, throw them in there, uh, like, you know, in the first half, in the second half. The Rhinos went full out hockey style. They had, you know, the first line, the second line, the third line, and that check in line because it was like they were calling numbers and certain guys were coming on and off. And, and, and they had this system to work where whatever the ball was or whatever the situation was, they were flowing with that. Um, And and again, even as Ben Sima came on primarily as a kicker to kick that five point conversion. And, right, you know, a lot of people were crapping on it, but you know what? That's what happens in the NFL. You a punter comes out and a kicker comes out, and that's all they friggin' do. Man. And I'm gonna say Man. that
1: that's that's one thing I wasn't a big fan of. Like yeah. I'm saying, you know, that your kicker's gotta be on the pitch when the try score. Why? So for clarity,
3: yeah. are you saying are you saying that you don't Why? like the five-point conversion or the no, fact that you no, no. on your specialist I'm, kicker? I'm, I'm saying, yeah, the
1: specialist kicker. I think it devalues okay. the skill set that 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 uh the players
3: um I think you brought this up. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you brought it up or maybe Scott did. It seems almost a little bit unfair in some people's minds that you can say you have three or four minutes of solid play going through the phases where one guy eventually dots it down across the whitewash to get his five and then the kicker comes on for the glory to kick another five.
1: Well, not only that, but, you know, they go, if you watched any of the games, it was, I mean, the scoring was not as frequent as sevens. It was, it was pretty tough for some of those teams to break through the lines and they had to work really hard in developing their continuity and keeping possession of the ball. Right. And, and so you'd get a try and it was like, Oh, finally. And then there would be a penalty or there would be a situation where you'd be able to kick the five, you know, kick, kick for posts. And
0: that effort was kind of minimized. I don't think so, and you want to know what that—that's almost like saying, "Oh well, you know, uh, Romania has a weaker kicker, so you know, uh, it, it's—it's—and and they're playing New Zealand. New Zealand has the best kicker. That's kind of the the the, the what I'm drawing at is the parallel. If you want to, if if a, if an owner wants to take the team and and spend a thousand dollars on Ben Sema and just shuffle him out there to kick, friggin' go for it. Because other teams aren't going to do that. And, and sometimes it's going to come down to that kick. And a lot of times it's not. So I don't see the
3: interesting part about the salaries is that you can do that. You could decide that you want to pay that specialist kicker, bring in a Dan Carter in his twilight years to be able to not only give you some marketing power, but to be able to give you some, some, some great uh, uh, you know, scoring opportunities. And you want to pay him 10000 for the game. You can do that. There is no salary cap. But there is a minimum. Um, so it's interesting how the game might develop and it might become all about the specialists. What do you guys think? about
4: like, that? I don't like the you know, you can bring the kicker on um, just for a kick and then take him off. I, I, I think if he comes on, I, I'm OK with him coming on to convert the kick, but he's got to stay on until like the next dead ball.
3: So, what you're saying is, is that he needs to be able to be there for the restart until the first end of like the next play. So, you can at least say he contributed more than just being the kicker. Otherwise, right. I mean, then it will begin Maybe
4: to look like soccer player, right? You could you just get a soccer player to come out and kick the five point conversions every time. But right. if you can't miss it because they go under the catch a high ball, then you're in trouble. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, no, but, but yeah,
0: going back to it. I just, why? why like, why would, you, why would you make a guy go on the field if that's not what they're there for? You know, because you're know a rugby it, player.
1: They, it was, not a player. no, no, no. No, soccer player. They're not a part you of You want to say that, but it's okay. Wait, wait, wait. They should have to
0: demonstrate. You want to say he's a rugby player now in various parts of the game. Wait, wait. You want to say he's a rugby player now, but when they said in the Premiership, hey, this prop should play hooker. All of a sudden it was, well, he's, he's not, he's not specialized to do that. So don't give me your specialist in okay, one, so one side. A standard, but you're not out yeah, specialist yeah, in the watch. other watch. side. Don't Look, no. Don't you know, double dip It's not just a hooker. Dan Cole's is a is a is a hooker wing. Don't but don't tell me oh, because oh, because, because one special it's one hard. specializes in one thing and one specializes in
3: Keith another Wood. that it should Keith, be different. Was
2: one of the best hookers with
0: the ball on his boot.
3: Now let me let me let me hit. That's not true. Okay. So on, on, on to, to Scott's point. Uh, Scott the
0: the <laughs> <laughs> now they're just—he's just making up his own stuff as he goes. Apparently. No, sir. no 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 no.
1: <laughs> Talking back to
4: the sir.
3: Yeah. Okay. So so let me let me circle back around to it. So Scott brought up an interesting point that I want to return to. Is okay. So the argument is: Can we have? A specialist kicker who comes in, does his job, and then leaves immediately afterwards—is that good for rugby? Is it the all-round player? Does he reflect the values or the skill set of what a fly half or you know somebody in that position should be? I'm not going to answer that one, but what I liked is what Scott said: "Is well, then how come in one part of the argument we talk about rugby getting more specialised? We talk about a specialist in the scrum. We talk about it being a unique skill set that they not. have." Learned.
0: What?
1: It's not. How is it not
0: a unique skill set. I can you kick the ball because I can't kick the friggin' ball. Well, no, it's, you're it's saying a, a hooker skillset.
1: is the unique skill set, and it's and we're what we're
0: seeing is hookers become more versatile. Yeah, they're okay. becoming better. No, what, I'm saying, what, I'm oh. saying, what I'm saying is, in the premiership this past year, they ran. I forgot what team it was, and I forgot exactly who it was. They ran out of hookers. They asked the prop to play hooker, he said no, because I don't know what I'm doing, because it's specialized. So don't tell me kicking. Right and, and it's specialized, specialized yeah. and you can have a guy just kick because you apparently okay. you could just have a guy who did, did, but, that just plays hook. That's, that's my point:
1: is I want to see guys be more all around footballers. Think about what some of the, the one of the greatest. You are seeing guys plays, when, when one of the greatest you? plays in the history of 15s is Zinzenberg. We're, not, not, talking eight, about 15s drop, we're not talking about 15s. We're talking about drop But that demonstrated
0: is all we're around skill and versatility. Right. Right. Let's player. talk about 10s. And there's value in that. 10s Let's talk about. I'd like ben. to welcome everybody to the Scott and Rub show. <laughs> um... You are seeing versatility because you're seeing Ben Seema come on and kick because the rest of the team doesn't have a big boot. Do his job and come off. All right, that's not Go versatility.
1: On. That's one. Yeah. Skill. Yes, it is
0: because you're seeing you're seeing the other guy come on and do what he has to do to score the next try. All right. So Rick, we should
3: just start our own podcast. <laughs>
0: okay. No, but gentlemen, I do
3: like it. Okay. Obviously it's a heated debate and that's exactly what this is about, right? It's a rugby debate.
0: Hey everybody. It's the big guy. This episode of the rugby Rent is brought to you by our friends at the rugby shop.com. If you're looking for the latest major league rugby swag, or merch from your favorite rugby podcast, <laughs> The Rugby Rant, visit therugbyshop.com. Looking for boots or practice equipment? Our friends at The Rugby Shop have got you covered. They even do custom kits for your club team. The people over at The Rugby Shop are not only rugby crazy, they are fans just like you and me. They know what you need and how you need it. Do us a favor, visit therugbyshop.com and let them know the big guy sent you. Now let's get hot, baby. Hey, Rugby Rant fans, it's the big guy. You know, this is our 2020 best of edition. This is going to be the last episode we 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 run for the year 2020. As you guys can see, hashtag Rugby Strong in the quarantine that we've had. Uh, some people have been hit harder than most. You know, me in New York, we've we've had a huge lockdown. We're looking at lockdown again based upon our numbers and politics and this and that. But you know what we all had? We all had a great, great season of the Rugby Rant. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Um, I, I, have picked a very small, but very funny story that I think you guys will enjoy. Um, one of the things that I get out of this rugby rant is to get to meet people in rugby, get to meet fans in rugby, meant get to meet players in rugby, meet the administrators behind the scenes, coaches, what have you. And this is one of those times where, uh, I felt lucky enough to, to meet a guy like Tony Lamborn, you know, obviously USA Eagle. Um, and, and one of my favorite players to watch, uh, he had a great, great season this year. Uh, down south for the stags uh i mean it, the, the write-ups were amazing on him um he, unfortunately he hasn't been picked up yet uh i think he's just kind of waiting to see what happens waiting to see what happens maybe you know maybe he's uh he's coming to the mlr who knows um but so far i just want to set it up so this was me and uh the hammer um rob the hammer hammer schmidt uh interviewing tony lamborn and he told us this uh this very funny story um the question being like what what is his favorite um trophy that he's won over the course of his career and uh he kind of looked up a little bit yeah he, he put on a little smile uh and then he told us this story about uh the red furley shield that that has me cracking up to this day it had me cracking up when i was editing it down just to put it in the special uh Tony's a special guy uh he loves to have fun uh he also knows what his responsibilities are especially as a rookie so it's, <laughs> it was great to hear this it was great to hear the excitement joy and humor he had looking back on it and and something that might have you know been worse than 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 it could have turned out but uh anyway i just want to thank you guys for being fans i hope you enjoy this so let's get hot um run pastor kick which of these championships do you treasure more
2: i'll run i'll run with it um oh let me explain for the people that are going to be that are watching, um, to win a Super Rugby title is as a dream come true. Like I would never have imagined that, never dreamt that. Um, but in saying that, to win a ramfurly Shield in New Zealand, and for Hawke's Bay, who had had it fifty something years prior. I hadn't had it for fifty plus years. We won that. I was the youngest in the team. I was twenty, I think, twenty-one when, when we got it. Um, I'm going to say the Renfrew Shield. That was my. That was my most memorable moment. Something I'll never ever forget. I'm not going to forget winning a Super Rugby title either. But yeah, I just will never forget that moment. The um, the excitement. The Energy that it brought in this in our city. Like, I mean, the streets were chocker full of people. Um, we they like had partied for two days, just like it was crazy. And because I was the youngest in the team, I had to look after the shield. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave you guys in a little secret so. Like the next day, there was going to be so much media. They said to us, "Like, look after the ship tonight. There's so there's going to be so much media attention tomorrow. Like, don't drop it, don't break it. Like, make sure it's in good nick." And I'm like, "This is all on me. Like, this is. Oh, man. I've got That's- this. I've got it. I've got it." So what the boys did is they sh- they used strapping tape and they strapped it across <laughs> across, me like that. and it was on my back at the start, and then I put it on my front, and like. Obviously, we're partying like this is—it's a big, this is a big event. And uh, I don't know if you guys have seen it, seen the Ranford Shield before, but it's, it literally does look like a big a shield. Yeah, got a big silver badge in the middle with um ooh, whatever, and then around the outside, it's got these little plates, these other little mini shields all the way around the outside. And on the shield, it has the date, uh, the team, and the year that the they won it versus who every time it's been won. And this thing is hundreds of years old, man. Like this thing is, it's old, man. It's like the coolest, best trophy ever. And so, man, we just went hard. All of us, we went crazy. And I had to be the last one standing, of course, because I had the the shield. So anyway, I wake up in my room. I don't know how I got there. The shield's still strapped to me. I'm on my back. I'm still fully clothed in in um, in our number ones. And it's like my alarm's going off. And I don't know how I, I must have said that. can't remember setting the alarm. But I made it. I didn't get time to have a shower. Chuck, chuck my backpack on. Chuck my travel bag We're off. And the boys are like, mate, have you seen what's wrong with the shield? And I'm like, no, what's wrong? And they, they're like, there's three, like the mini shields, three of them are missing. They're just, they're um. falling off. And I'm like. And I'm like, where? I can't see it. Like, it's on my chest. I'm like, no, what? And there's three of these shields missing and panic hits. And they're like, get it off. Get it off. Because, uh, like, that would have been all over the news, just like, and it would have been fingers pointed at me. Right, right, right. It. Looking after it. And so uh, I'm just like, oh, I can't believe this, blah, blah, And we're we're at the airport. We get on the plane and everyone's just like, oh, how are we going to cover this up? Like, what? how are we going to do this? And <laughs> we landed in Napier. This is Hawke's Bay. And I put my hand in my pocket. And I pull out three mini shields that were in my pocket. <laughs> and I'm like, and the shield, the, the manager's about to walk off the jet. I'm like, wait, wait. <laughs> And so the manager's like, what? And I'm like holding out these shields and everyone's just pissing themselves laughing. Like, this is hilarious. <laughs> and some of us were chewing gum. The only way we could stick them back on, because they're, they're <laughs> all nailed on, only way we could stick them on was gum. So we got gum. And mate, they didn't fall off. They like, it was just like, don't touch don't touch the shield. No, you can't touch photos oh, only. Because if you knocked it, man, it would have just fallen off.
1: It's hard to believe that the MLR rant, or what is now known as the rugby rant, started nine months ago because of a little friendly banter between Scott and myself on Ty's MLR fan zone page. I've really enjoyed the relationships built over the last nine months. Ty, Scott, and myself have spent so much time together, be it on a Saturday morning or Sunday morning, having strategy session via Facebook Live, or... Uh, communicating over Facebook Messenger, or even taping a show for three hours every Wednesday night, I feel like those two guys are some of my close friends. And they are. But oddly enough, we have never actually met in person. So I can't wait for that one day when the three of us are able to get together, share a beverage, and also talk about some of the great stories that have evolved out of the last nine months. It's one of the reasons why I picked My Best Of. My Best Of really represents the enjoyment I have gotten out of the relationships that we've made via the Rugby Rant. And so, as you watch, I hope you enjoy these segments as much as I enjoyed being involved in them. So I'm going to start off with the first one, a little story. We had an opportunity to have Rama Remescu join our show. He's from Rooney, and uh, he's a good friend of Scott's. So Rob joined our show, and the intent was to tape it, put it in the pocket, and uh, air it over one of the th- weekends in which there was a holiday and we wouldn't be taping. So we taped the show; went well. Rob is a great guy; we really enjoyed our time. And as it turns out, Scott thought I downloaded the interview. He, uh, uh, I thought he downloaded the interview. And as it turns out, neither one of us did. And our uh, mechanism that records it automatically dumped it after 15 days so we had to call rob up ask him if he'd redo the interview and of course being the great guy that he is he was obliged to do so but we had a little hiccup during the middle of the taping of the show that i had to cut out during the edit that's okay it turned out all right but it was a lot of fun to do and it was one of those memories that i just smile as i think back on
0: really too crazy but um you know, once once I heard news that, like, Rooney was starting a team, uh, it was absolutely everything. It's all falling apart. I had to, yeah, a little notification there. My bad, my bad. My bad, my bad.
3: <laughs> yeah, give me a second. You cut this out, right?
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> this is staying in.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> it's gonna make the it's gonna yeah, make keep, the best of Christmas show. That's what it's gonna make. Keep that in there.
0: Yeah, you guys should do bloopers. That'd be pretty good. Um,
1: so this next best of clip comes from an interview with OGDC Hooker mo cats It was one of those moments uh, that we try to strike with each one of our interviews, where I really dig deep into their social media page and find kind of a funny photo or video that I can really lighten the mood with from the first question so we get to know our, our interview subject. And um, I think this one, for me, really helped us get to know Mo and showed his personality in full effect. Take a look. And uh, I'm going to ask Ty to go ahead and cue a photo, if he would. not for all those folks that are listening on the podcast, um, tell me just describe that Mo looks like he's at a celebration of some kind
3: Ty, what do you make of that uh, jacket he's wearing there? Well, for, for, for those of you that cannot see what we see, maybe you're tuning in the podcast, the first word that comes to mind is awful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is a suede, jacket, brown, wh- wh- what is it? like? I mean, right now it looks like somebody is riding you like a bull.
4: <laughs> okay, first off, you hit the nail on the head not only once but twice. Okay, the jacket is suede.
3: And <laughs> that is
2: point. I
4: didn't like a bowl
2: Can you not see the bull horns I'm throwing up? To, to How I right. you see that now? Yes, we can. You know I me, mean? she's got the. I don't know if she's showing off or maybe she's lassoing something or either. That, you know what I mean? We're there to have a good time. And I got that. I think I bought that suede jacket actually right before um, I go to that wedding. So not only is that it's suede, it's brand new. If you zoom in, I probably got some. Some stains on the elbows there. <laughs> that evening. It started to drizzle later that night. It was an absolute disaster. Not only did I was I the guy that wore
0: suede, I was the guy wearing suede in the rain. So, uh, <laughs> so my I, my
3: follow up question here, uh, just because you know we're in a PC culture, was this consensual? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Absolutely, I was. See, I was. I had initiated the bowl, and then I invited Anna, who was the bride at the wedding, to kind of saddle up. And uh, it was absolutely consensual. Both of us, yeah, had, had given verbal verbal approval before before proceeding. Just wanted to make sure.
1: <laughs> so, so now this next clip is for an interview with Scott Green, a true gentleman of the game, and I really enjoyed sitting down with him and sharing some laughs and friendly banter and understanding about his mindset as he prepared for the games and then got on the field and officiated the games. And we uh, had a bit of fun with him, and just like any good official, he had a bit of fun with us back. So enjoy this next clip. Um, run Pastor Kick, who is the MLR's version of TJ Paranar?
4: Oh, I tell you what, I think, you know, most nines are cut from the same cloth. I think they're all, they're all just <laughs> like all well, I, would, I wouldn't say that. So I, I find them quite endearing. Um, you know, they're, they're like a little uh, chihuahua running around nipping at your ankles, you know. Um,
0: As a number
1: eight, I'd have to disagree, but uh, that's okay. Yeah,
4: <laughs> I, I think, um, you know, I I really respect how feisty they are and, and they do have a job to do in terms of um, managing the referee just because w- we basically run the same running lines all game long, so we spend a lot of time Running together, I, I enjoy chatting to the nines as we're running around. If I'm in front of them and beating them to the next ruck I let them know that hey, for an old, for an old guy, you know, I'm showing up a little bit, you know. So get you know get there. Um, there's a lot of good banter with nines. Um, they, they always complain about the ball being slow, um, of course, um, and they complain about being you know um, head off the ball a lot. So. When when I get to a breakdown and, and the balls come really fast, I like to let the nine know. So uh, for me, it's a bit bit of give and take. Um, I'm going to let a nine have a bit of a chat to me, but I'm going to have a little bit of a chat to him as well. So it can be quite a fun experience during a game when a referee and a number nine, you know, have that good balance of, of banter where it's, it doesn't cross over any lines. They get their point across. I'm able to get my point across to them, and we can have a bit of a laugh as we're running around the field. So... So,
1: so it it sounds to me like you're passing on identifying a particular player that's, that's of TJ's ilk. Is that, is that? No, I think, I think um, (laughs) last
4: year we had nine teams. Was it nine in the league last year? So I think I refereed seven of the teams last year. And I think all nines, uh, they're all, they're all the same. They, <laughs> they, they 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 may vary in height by a few on inches. with the same brush, cut from the same cloth as you oh, said. I, I think so. Um, you know, so yeah. Something bred
3: into the position, into the DNA of a nine. Oh, you I know, learn, how pass, so. learn how to pass, learn how to back chat
4: the ref. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, they're usually the smallest guy on the field, so you've got to give them kudos for going out there and and putting their when body saying on the line. They've got
3: more to prove.
4: No. Well, <laughs> You know, I mean, you know, maybe, maybe so. I do like to remind them when they throw a bad pass that it was a bad pass, and they like to remind <laughs> right. me when I miss a knock on that I miss a knock on. So nice, it's, it's, nice, it's nice. I like it, it yeah. goes By both way, ways. Just it just goes both you know, ways,
3: Scott. Just to let you know, my job is to be able to stir the pot. So uh thank you for uh, for for doing that for us there. I no, like- worries, no worries. <laughs> message to all nines out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, so. You know, again, I like the flow of this because you've hit upon some important points that I felt fans want to know a bit about. And um, one of them is kind of interesting. Uh, this just came out this week, Rugby Pass, and and much to uh, Ty's chagrin because uh, he's South African. Uh, one of our uh, good uh, fans out there who's joined the rant before, uh, Benji. Uh you know who I'm talking to you. Uh they're big Springboks fans and and uh the rugby
4: Thirty-two,
3: twelve. my only answer.
1: Tony, that's what Benji <laughs> I says selected too. these next two segments because of the boys involved. These guys are from that program that's near and dear to my heart, the Lindenwood Lion Rugby program. And I also liked him because of the nature of the discussion. It got serious, it was about marriage. And in the first one, I talked to Chance Wegaluski, and I straight up asked him about whether he was going to ask for Mariah's hand in marriage, and what he would be wearing when they got married. The reason I like this one is because, unbeknownst to the boys at the Rugby Rant, in fact, one week after this episode aired, Chance asked for Mariah's hand in marriage. Later on, we interviewed Christian Rodriguez and put him on the spot, because Anna Karen is very close to him, and he was quite frankly a little bit flustered at the question. So enjoy these two clips from my best of. Cool, it sounds like you're really making a home down there in Marietta. Um, and you mentioned uh, your girlfriend Mariah, for those people that don't know, that you guys have been, been pretty serious. Um, so I got to ask you a tough question and run past your her kick here. Uh, if you were to tie the knot, I don't know what your plans are, but if you were to tie the knot, would would Mariah allow you to wear your rugby socks to the wedding?
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I'm
4: gonna I'm gonna pass on this one.
3: Oh, probably <laughs> a couple of different reasons.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh man. Fair enough. Uh, I was,
4: yeah, I'm gonna pass on this one.
2: <laughs> Why are you sweating, John? <laughs> because like, if anyone who knows me, though, I'm always wearing rugby socks, and if I'm not wearing rugby socks, I'm wearing sandals, <laughs> and that's it. it's just, it's just the look. Like, I don't, that you I keep don't think on. I own any dress socks. I was <laughs> to go definitely do some shopping for that for sure.
0: Yeah,
1: don't do that. Uh, it was either a question about that or it was a question about your dog, Betsy. I couldn't decide which one, so I went with the rugby socks. It's a tradition up here at the Blaze uh, that guys, when they get married, wear their rugby socks.
2: I'm so, um, going I I dig that. I actually yeah. have a pair of Betsy, Betsy socks that I wear a lot. They're like a pair of pink socks <laughs> with Betsy's face on it all around the sock. So, like, if you catch me in those, it's like... I don't know. Just a little, if you can catch me in those socks, then I'll give you a high five or something. But I don't know. <laughs> uh, so we'll need a picture of that as well then. <laughs> oh, 100%. I'll get you that for sure. You'll, you'll see when I take the picture of the mural, you'll see the socks. All
1: right. and, and so, my next question uh, recently, your college uh, friend and, and mate, Chance Wangalewski, tied the knot. We just talked uh mentioned Anna Karen. Uh, are you and Anna Karen next? Run, pass, or kick? If so, will you both be wearing rugby socks at the wedding? You <laughs> we put me under
3: a lot of pressure. I, I'll run with it because uh, I may get in trouble if not. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> I don't think no, that's right. answer, we, may <laughs> we may be next.
0: We may be next.
3: We may be next.
0: Anna Karen um, enters if, if the chat. To, if we uh, if if we're putting it down to LU
3: boys, I may I may be next because. Uh, we got a few chickens on our team, so. Uh, I'm
2: be next.
1: And speaking of chickens, it looks like one of them is writing in as we speak. Uh, Lt. The infamous Lorenzo Thomas is writing in, and, and he might he we be one of those chickens, Roddy.
3: Oh, he's for sure,
1: for sure. He is. <laughs>
3: Well, rugby fans, that's another episode done and dusted. Make sure that you follow us on YouTube, follow us on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages to be able to learn more about upcoming episodes. And once again, thank you for listening to the Major League Rugby Rant Podcast Show.
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich.